This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Meal Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Meal Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mealtribune.com forward slash podcasts and on my blog, The Whole Dish at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. I've spent about the past week on my blog and past month in my column that appears in the Mail Tribune's weekly food section, a la carte, and <laughs> second podcast dedicated to the topic of outdoors cooking, and specifically in a campground or a camping type situation, but any number of the things that I have suggested could certainly be transferred to a variety of outdoor settings from you know, your own patio, deck, on the grill. I've been giving ideas for polenta with grilled sausages and garden vegetables, for example, a sausage with sauerkraut and apple rather than um, just a, a nice sausage on a pub roll. And I did a whole podcast, the previous podcast, on fried rice and how we love to do fried rice, particularly for a crowd on a portable griddle that we've purchased for camping trips. But if there's one food that has sort of defined our camping, and it's it's probably one that a lot of people don't necessarily associate with camping, it's meatballs. I have been making meatballs specifically to take to group campouts, starting with a houseboating trip at Lake Shasta a decade ago, because they're just so well received and they just transfer so well to the setting and can be cooked in a variety of ways. They can be served with pasta. They can be served as an Italian style sandwich for, again, a departure from that hot dog or sausage on a bun. One of the reasons why the meatballs I make tend to be as well received as they are is because they're just a little bit different. They sort of go beyond most people's idea of a meatball. And it's because of what I consider to be two key ingredients, golden raisins or dried currants that you can purchase on the aisles with raisins and other dried fruit or grocery store bulk bins and pine nuts. Now, granted, this is something that people would have a pine nut allergy obviously would avoid, but I have heard very little feedback from anyone who's had these that they didn't appreciate the pine nut. These have a sweetness from the dried fruit and, you know, that soft, tender little bite and the crunch and the earthiness, that slight bitterness from the nut that just pairs really, really well and just elevates the meat and the fresh herbs, whatever you've, you've put in these. And they can be made with a variety of meats as well and a variety of herbs. They can be made with fresh breadcrumbs or dry. They can be made with panko. They're just amazingly versatile, super forgiving, and these are just not just a staple of our outdoor cooking, but a staple in my house that I'm making just about every month because I just love to have them on hand in the freezer. They're a wonderful, wonderful kind of last minute meal. Friends, guests were entertaining, love them. They can be either cooked fresh as soon as they're rolled out, which I do like to do, and then I freeze the rest, 
or they can be put frozen directly into a pot of simmering sauce and they will thaw out and finish cooking within maybe 20 or so minutes. I've got a couple of different methods that I like to use for getting them freezer ready or ready to store. That's one of the original recipes to this blog, what I consider one of my originals, dating to October 4th, 2007, the first year the Mail Tribune started publishing my blog under the headline, Crowd-Pleasing Meatballs Can Be Frozen for Last-Minute Suppers. This recipe also is reproduced in this week's a la carte with my column also titled the whole dish and you can find that column in the mail tribune's food section at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash food but the easiest way to work with the archives from my blog is to select from the drop down menu on the right hand side of the page at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food and select all the way down at the bottom October 2007 or close to the bottom I think the first month is April and then page down because it they're in reverse order to October 4th 2007 to find this recipe for meatballs pignoli with raisins now I don't take credit for this recipe although I've really made it my own and adapted it to just a variety of ingredients and whatever I happen to have on hand over the years, but retaining what I consider to be those key ingredients. Again, the golden raisins and the pine nuts, which from a lot of my understanding of authentic Italian cuisine, a lot of my reading cookbooks that I have, is a real Sicilian kind of flavor, that combination of dried fruit and pine nuts. Specifically, this recipe came from a book titled The World-Class Cuisine of Italy and France by Gail Greco. It was published in the 1990s. I think I picked it up when I was in college at a Ross store, <laughs> literally, and thought, oh, this looks interesting. It was a companion to a Discovery Channel show called The World-Class Cuisine of Italy and France, of which I was not familiar. And it may not really be on anyone's radar anymore, but this book really has introduced me to a wide variety of pretty classic dishes from these meatballs to risotto to how I make my polenta, just a variety of things. This recipe hails from Campania, which is the area that encompasses Naples, but of course, Various regions in Italy incorporate some of the same ingredients, pine nuts and, and raisins certainly being one of them. And again, I, I think that there's definitely some Sicilian influence in these, and I have referred to them in the past as Sicilian-style meatballs. So wherever they're from, they are utterly delicious and go over really well with family, friends, at campouts. So here's the recipe for meatballs, pignoli with raisins. You need two slices of soft bread, a pound of ground beef or turkey. I also like to use lamb in this and I very commonly substitute a pound of lamb for the beef and combine it with the turkey. Also a pound of pork sausage, two garlic cloves peeled and minced, a half an onion peeled, and finely diced. Two tablespoons chopped Italian parsley. I also like to use fresh thyme in this. A little tiny bit of rosemary is nice. Again, that kind of slightly bitter contrast to the dried fruit. Sea salt, freshly ground black pepper. Two eggs, golden raisins or dried currants, a half a cup, and half a cup of pine nuts. You can 
err on the lesser side of that half a cup, the pine nuts do end up being very generous in this recipe. Definitely people, they're very obvious and people don't complain that they have enough. So even the pine nuts are expensive, you can add somewhere between a quarter to a half cup. Again, you can also use dried breadcrumbs with this instead of the two slices of soft bread. I have substituted panko. It just all with great results. If you're starting with the soft bread slices, two slices, pulse those in a food processor to make coarse crumbs. And then in a large bowl, combine the breadcrumbs with the pound of ground beef, lamb or turkey, and the pound of sausage, the garlic cloves, peeled and minced, the half an onion, this could be white, yellow, or red. I think red is really nice because it's got a really prominent flavor that plays well here. Half of that peeled and finely diced, the two tablespoons chopped Italian parsley, and season with the salt and the pepper. Crack the eggs into the mixture and stir gently with your hands to combine. I discussed in a previous podcast almost two years ago now, the technique that I refer to as the claw. If you are mashing your meat mixture, I see people who knead it like bread dough and it just drives me nuts. Particularly when you've got the soft bread and the egg already incorporated, it makes it like glue. You want a tender meatball that's going to fall apart, that kind of barely holds together when you have it rolled out. You don't want it gluey and pasty and dense. And so you keep your hand in like a claw shape and you just gently run your fingers through the mixture, just kind of back and forth around and around to combine all the ingredients, gently scoop underneath the mixture and kind of fold it over on top of itself, almost like you're folding a cake batter. Please, please, please do not knead your meatloaf or meatball mixtures like bread dough. This should be handled gently and carefully. It doesn't need to be manhandled. So at the point where you have used that sort of gentle claw technique, ironically, it's gentle, but it's called the claw, to combine all of those ingredients with the eggs, then you work in, again, gently, the half cup golden raisins or currants and the half cup pine nuts. It specifies golden raisins instead of just regular dark raisins. You certainly could use those. I find that they are a little overly sweet and can be a little dried out from some sources. I like the golden raisins because they still retain like a little bit of tartness and they tend to be just a little bit softer. Don't skip this recipe because you don't have golden raisins, but they are worth buying, I think for this. And I like combining them in all kinds of things, including baked goods. I really love them. Um, coming up in the summertime in zucchini bread. We've got garden zucchini, zucchini bread with golden raisins. So that's a half a cup golden raisins or currants and a half a cup pine nuts stirred into the meat mixture. Then you're going to form this mixture into balls slightly larger than golf balls. Again, being careful not to compress it. You should roll these loosely so they kind of just hold together. And then your option here is to cook them right away in a pan with a little oil. If you are using lamb in this recipe, I don't even think you need oil in the pan because lamb gives off so much of its own fat and they just fry in their own fat. But you can 
begin to fry them in a pan, turning them gently after they've caramelized on one side, deglazing with a little red wine and just adding your pasta sauce or a good quality can of Italian style tomatoes that you can squish up if they're whole or crushed to make a, a really nice pasta sauce as well. Or you can bake these in the oven. If you don't want those pan drippings and you want to render off some of that fat and discard it, it's completely your decision. I like to, at this point, pan fry them, deglaze the sauce because you get a lot more flavor and add your spaghetti sauce. Baking them is one nice way to prepare them for freezing if you're going to transport them to an outdoor setting. That makes it much more likely that you can really, really easily thaw these out. They're basically already cooked through and just add them to a pot of simmering sauce to bring them up to temperature to to eat at a campground. You know, again, whether it's with some pasta or as an Italian style sub, I brought ours raw after they'd been frozen out to our campsite because we have this portable griddle we love to use and meatballs cook really, really well on this portable griddle, which can be deglazed as well. The sauce added either directly to the griddle and kind of scraped off or, you know, once we have cooked the the meatballs on the griddle, I can then transfer them to a pan of sauce. Either way, there's a couple different ways to go about this. At this point in time, again, like I said, I'm freezing them, freezing them raw after I've, I've cooked a batch for dinner, but it's entirely up to you. To bake them, you can go about it a couple of different ways. 350 degree oven gets them nicely cooked. You can use a mini muffin tin as a trick I saw on an Alton Brown episode of Good Eats. And the mini muffin tin will catch the drippings in the bottom of it, provided you make your meatballs large enough that they don't touch the bottom of the mini muffin tin. That's one kind of cool little trick. Or more people will simply place them on a rack over a baking sheet and let them cook that way with you know plenty of air circulating around. It takes, you know, 20, 25 minutes or so until they're lightly browned. And again, you could add those to sauce after you have strained off some of that fat, or you could just transfer them directly to the freezer to use later, or some of each. Again, I love to make a big batch of these. It doubles really, really nicely. Have a nice quantity of meatballs for dinner, and then freeze the rest. And this recipe, with a pound of ground beef, lamb, or turkey, and a pound of pork sausage, makes about 20 medium meatballs. So give that one a try, either at home or in an outdoor setting, anywhere. It goes well at a potluck. Meatballs, pignoli with raisins. I really, really love that with a red sauce and linguine. We like to serve it camping as well with um, a larger tube-shaped pasta like a penne that we've sort of par-cooked and frozen, then we refresh in some hot water so we don't have to burn so much camp fuel boiling our water. And it's just a lovely, lovely change of pace from your typical burgers, hot dogs, and other things people typically have while they're out in nature. So that is 
my latest suggestion for cooking and eating well in the outdoors. You can find more on my blog, The Whole Dish, at blogs.esouthernoregon.com, word slash rogue, hyphen valley, hyphen food. Read my column. That's bi-weekly in the Mail Tribune food section at mailtribune.com, forward slash lifestyle, forward slash food. And thank you for reading and listening to The Whole Dish.